This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Greetings to those who watch below. Today we have our monthly roundup of all those paranormal stories I know you love. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Wicked Witch, Lisa Watts, Lefty Kim, Irish Creepypasta Guy, Jess Black Curtain, Christina Groves, and Julie B for being those who dwell below. An exclusive channel membership you can check out using the link in the description box. Also, the channel is now on Instagram. You can find me at brimstone underscore below. So please feel free to take a look for me. I'm going to be posting sneak peeks to upcoming videos as well as bits and pieces from my daily life. So if you're ever interested in what I'm doing, make sure to check it out. But now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. The Doll by Digital Film Ghost 13. I am an aspiring filmmaker attending several local colleges. In 2014, I decided to shoot some supernatural short film subjects. After completing several projects using dolls and a voodoo ritual at an abandoned zoo, and then the Brunson Caves, weird things started to happen. I'm a bit shocked, as the Voodoo Black Magic segment did not target any specific person or group, and I took the lines for the curse from an old song and reworked it. Not any real source of black magic or voodoo. All of this was pure fiction that would not attract any real or imagined force. I thought it was harmless fun. In searching for better, more realistic dolls, I am always on the lookout for antique or used dolls that might be interesting. I look in many thrift and antique shops for old dolls. Puttering around a huge thrift shop in the San Fernando Valley in May 2014, I ran across an old doll that was crudely handcrafted. The doll had a small tag sewn inside with a name and dated 1999. The cloth doll features were nothing special, a simple print dress, black button eyes and a thin cloth rope. The rope was sewn in both hands, with three knots tied at each side and a rusted brass five-pointed star at the centre of the rope. The used doll was a bargain priced at $1.99. I jumped to purchase the doll for use in an upcoming short on a Friday afternoon. On Saturday morning, I tried putting my laundry in the washing machine which would not operate. After losing a dollar in the coin-operated machine and opening and closing the lid several times, another person arrived and it worked perfectly. My phone stopped working even though I had just topped up and paid for the next month's service. I hit the web key and went to my account information. A message read, Sorry, your account isn't valid. That afternoon, I started working on a large wooden model house made from balsa wood. I punched out several wood pieces from the window frame. One fell into the floor. I arranged the three pieces that land on the table. I could not find the window pane that flew to the floor. I looked by the desk and around the floor. I got the sponge mop out and mopped around the desk trying to locate the wood piece, which had apparently disappeared. On Sunday, it got scarier when I went to the bathroom sink. I put some hair gel on and rinsed my hands with water. 
checked myself in the mirror, satisfied. I simply wiped my hands on my t-shirt and turned to walk away from the sink. I'd taken a couple of steps when I heard a plop. Something plastic had just hit the floor. I looked down and saw the plastic hand soap dispenser had just landed next to my foot. I looked back and wondered, how in the world could this happen? The experience shook me the whole day. It was as if something was saying, don't forget to wash your hands with soap and water. This has actually happened several times. I know it sounds daft, but it is terrifying. The next day, the small wooden piece that I was looking for on Saturday mysteriously appeared on the floor right where I was looking. I examined the doll, took some photos. What struck me was the innocent appearance of the doll, which to me did not belay any menace. I knew I had to get rid of it. I removed the rope and star, thinking I would keep those items as props. I then gave the doll to our doll design guy and put the cloth rope and star in an upper desk drawer. Later that same day, I'd put some coupons on my desk. Every time I passed by my desk, from the corner of my eye, I saw a blue pair of scissors in the same place where I'd put the coupons. I looked closely at the desk and focused. I saw the coupons. I examined the coupons in desk. No scissors. I was still working on the model house. I had a floor fan going as I worked on the wooden pieces. A small section of wallpaper blew behind the table. When I moved the desk back to find the missing piece of paper, I found the scissors. Needless to say, I removed the cloth rope and star and threw the items away. After giving the doll away and discarding the rope and star, the strange happenings stopped. Chased us out by Haven. My daughter was about 10 months old when her dad moved in with us. We decided to give it another try. I had my reservations at first. The last four months of my pregnancy and the first nine months of my daughter's life, he had been absent. Even though I had gone through a lot of hardship on my own, I was young and in love, so I figured why not? At first, it was not easy for either one of us. We still fought over every little thing, but we were both trying, and we would eventually talk about how each of us had reacted and what we could do to stop fighting. A couple of weeks after he moved in, I woke up in the middle of the night and realised he wasn't in bed. I stayed awake for a few minutes and he hadn't come back. I also didn't see that the restroom light was on. I got up, went out to the hallway slash living room area and saw he was standing with the drapes slightly open, peeking out the window. When I called out to him, he turned and had his finger to his lips, signalling for me to be quiet. I got scared and stood frozen in place. He walked back to me and nudged me back in the bedroom. I asked him what was going on and he said that there was someone out there trying to get in. He said, she wants to take the baby. I panicked and told him we needed to call the police, but he insisted that no, she's gone already. I kept asking who it was. How did he know she wanted to take the baby, and why don't you call the police? I relaxed a little when he said, I just know. Then I figured he had had a bad dream, or was sleepwalking. I told him to lie down and go back to sleep. A couple of nights later, the same thing. I would ask him about it in the morning the next day, and he would remember everything. He would say that he couldn't sleep, that he had a feeling someone wanted to take the baby. I chalked it up to him having anxiety over being a new dad. I even thought he was on something, but he was a health freak and had never even tasted beer. He'd been staying with us now for maybe six weeks, when we were woken by my daughter screaming at the top of her lungs, 
This was unusual. My daughter slept through the night, and this was not crying. This was screaming. So we bolt out of bed and run to her bedroom, only to find that the door wouldn't open. Her dad was trying to force the door open while I wrung my hands in full panic mode. Finally, her dad ran to the kitchen to get a knife to try and open the door while I stood there talking to my baby to get her to calm down. When her dad came back, before even trying the knife, he turned the knob, and guess what? The door opened. We were freaking out. We never even closed the door to her bedroom at night, much less lock it. After that incident, we always made sure we blocked the door with a trash can so it wouldn't close. This was also the beginning of her night terrors. She didn't like being in the apartment. She would constantly jump at every noise and would follow me even to the restroom. She stopped sleeping in her bedroom. She would cry bloody murder if we tried putting her down to sleep there. She was sleeping in our bed now and a few times while getting ready for bed, the bedroom door would slam. No open windows, AC, or even a fan. Picture frames would fall from the wall. Perfume bottles were constantly knocked over. Once in the kitchen, while she was sitting in her baby chair, a fork came flying out of nowhere and barely missed hitting her. Sometimes she would be staring at something and would look frightened. Then she would turn her back against a wall, shut her eyes, and start crying. The weird thing is, she wasn't like that when she was at my parents' house. There, she was a happy baby. Her paediatrician said they were night terrors and didn't really offer any quick solution. My mother took her to see a Mexican brujo. My mum told me that he practically just massaged her head and burned some plants or weeds while he did some praying. He told my mum that something very evil was trying to attach to her. He advised we get her out of there. My daughter was now staying with my parents. Her dad and I would spend most nights there too, just so we could be with her. And frankly, we were scared of the apartment. We had a lease and couldn't get out of it, so we kept paying rent, but were barely there. One day, I was at a park with my daughter and bought her a big helium balloon, one that had arms and legs made out of paper that would swing around. On the way back to my parents, I stopped by the apartment to get something and I didn't want to leave her alone in the car, so we both went in. I left her in the living room holding her balloon and told her I would be right out. I was getting some stuff into a duffel bag when I heard her screaming and crying. I ran out and saw the balloon. Instead of being stuck to the ceiling like it should have been when not held by the string, it was chasing her around the coffee table. I picked her up and was kicking the balloon that kept sticking to my legs. The stupid thing kept coming back to me. Meanwhile, my baby was hysterical and clinging to me for dear life. So I grabbed my keys and purse and ran out of there with her. As I was locking the door from the outside with my keys, I very clearly heard laughter coming from inside. I arrived at my parents' house still shaking and crying. My dad kept explaining something about static and why the balloon was sticking to us. I get it, but nothing explains the laughter or the fact that the balloon was full of helium and should not have been gliding a few feet off the ground. That was the last day either one of us stepped foot in that apartment. My soon-to-be husband at that time, his sister and his brother-in-law, packed up all our stuff and moved everything out. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Lived with a ghost for 22 years by Ain Hoa. We moved out to a family summer house when I was two. The house is 65 years old right now. Before, it was used only in summer, but since my father was not doing well, we moved in there permanently. My great-grandfather bought the land for a good price and built the house back in the day. He told people that as they dug for the foundations of the house, they were able to see some stones or marbles, so the house was built on them. There was also a well in the garden. You can tell there used to be someone living there ages ago. It was a pretty house with a very big garden, probably the biggest garden in our neighbourhood. So when you enter the garden, and if your senses are strong, you could feel the weird vibe. I remember when I was around four, I used to hear someone calling my name and I would go out to search for the voice in the garden. My mum says that when I was three, I was writing some letters on the walls with chalk that looked like Greek letters. Also once in winter, we had a stove to heat the room and sometimes it smoked. My mum says one night she heard someone hitting the walls and tables to make some noise. She woke up to that sound and realised we were about to die due to carbon monoxide poisoning. These happened in the first couple of years of our stay. Later on when I was around 14, I was reading a book in the living room and my brother fell asleep on the couch. It was around 2am. I felt that I had been watched and I heard someone whispering to me to go to bed. I didn't take it seriously and I swear two minutes later there was a strong wind blowing through the windows and it actually made the curtains fly. It was not a windy night and it was a weird single gust of wind. I freaked out and directly went to bed. About two or three hours later, my brother woke us up with a scream. He kept saying that there was someone in the house. He said he saw a young woman pacing in the room. His first thought was that it was my sister going to the kitchen, but my sister had short curly hair, and he said this woman had long straight hair. A year after this incident, my mum and dad were in the living room, and they heard someone knocking on the door. Then they both heard my sister's voice saying, Mom, open, it's me. So my mum opened the door, and they both saw that there was nobody there at the door. When my sister came home, she confirmed that she was out with friends. Later on, I had a strange dream about a woman, maybe because I was highly affected by what was happening. I saw a woman in a light pink dress, floating in the garden. She smiled at me, and asked if I want to see where the treasure is. I said yes, and she took me to some part of the garden. I was seeing the garden in old times. There were no trees that we had planted, there was a mill instead. She had me locate the spot, and I dug. When I woke up, I described the woman to my brother. It was almost the same appearance that he had seen that night. Meanwhile, people who visited us have seen shadows passing through the windows. I used to lose my hair clips or cards. Once I remember I was putting my passenger card on the console and my mum saw me do that. I started doing my makeup and it just vanished. We were shocked and started looking everywhere. 
I mean, where could it go? Then we went to my room, and when we came back, it was lying on the ground in front of the door. There is no way that I wouldn't have seen it. Hidden objects have happened a couple of times too, but the most common thing was the knocking on the window. We used to wake up to knocks on the window. You know, the sound when somebody taps on it? People say it can be anything, but I know what I heard. We sold that place 22 years later. Unseen Entity While Investigating a Crime Scene By Wolf Hunter XX I am a police officer in Florida. One night while working the midnight shift, I was dispatched along with another police officer to the scene of a delayed burglary call. The burglary had occurred at a vacant residence, which was located in a rural area and next to an old, closed-down and vacant feed store. The feed store had been broken into as well, so myself and the other officer had a lot of work ahead of us. I entered into the vacant feed store through the front door and immediately heard what sounded like a type sound. It immediately made me perk up because it legitimately sounded like someone was saying as if to get my attention. I looked around with my flashlight and did not find anything there. Thinking my mind was playing tricks on me, I continued about my work and began processing the crime scene for evidence. It should be noted that I was completely in work mode and not thinking about anything ghost-related or paranormal whatsoever. After a short time, I exited the feed store to retrieve more supplies for my patrol car. When I walked back into the feed store, this time I immediately heard a loud, quick whistle. It was loud and distinctive enough to make me snap my head around. Again, it sounded as if someone was trying to get my attention. This time I yelled out, hello and looked around again with my flashlight. Nothing there. For a second, I truly thought maybe the suspect in the break-in was still inside and trying to play games or something. But I dispelled that notion after I searched the hole inside of the store and found nothing. By this point in time, I was slightly freaked out, but I knew I still had a crime scene to process and a report to write. I shrugged the noises off and concentrated on the task at hand. After a while, I had finished in the feed store and responded back to the original residence, where the other officer was processing his crime scene. I didn't mention what I had heard next door, as the other officer probably would have laughed and called me a scaredy cat. While I was helping him process his scene, he told me the owner of the vacant residence had gone home, as the processing was going to take a long time, and it was about 2am. After about 15 minutes or so, we both distinctly heard the sound of a car door opening and then closing. Thinking it was the owner, I mentioned to the other officer that the owner must have returned to the scene to check on our progress. The only thing is, no one came into the residence. About five to ten minutes later, we both heard a car door open and close a second time. This time I said, I wonder what that guy's doing out there. Again, we both shrugged it off. Now, picture this. My patrol car is parked directly in front of the residence, with the front door wide open and my headlights on to provide us light in the house. About five minutes later, we heard a car door open and close a third time. This time, the sound of the door closing was significantly closer, and sounded exactly like my patrol car door. Thinking that some crazy person had maybe entered my patrol car to try and steal it, we ran outside immediately after hearing the sound. We were outside by my patrol car in about three seconds, 
Now, I do not know of any human being who could escape detection in three seconds, but I swear to you, the owner was not outside, and in fact, we did not see one human soul outside at all. No sound of anyone running away. No one hiding underneath or inside our patrol cars. No nothing. The other officer was more freaked out than I was. We agreed never to talk about it again. To this day, this event remains unexplained. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel, making sure you hit that notification bell so you don't miss out on the next video. So, until next time, sleep tight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.